Who would you go to in a serious financial emergency? Is there a relative you could call upon? Or would you need to seek a loan from a bank? This is Monday, February 26th, and those are questions we ask in the financial worksheet for those preparing to get married. This conversation will help them prepare for what's ahead. Now, of course, we hope that we're never going to need to call anyone and ask for money. But it's good for couples to discuss this just in case it does happen to them. Now, the question below these questions is, when push comes to shove, who will take care of you? Who will be there for you? Many people live with a deep and pervasive scarcity mindset. We see it kick in, for example, when a hurricane is bearing down on South Florida. People flock to the stores and buy far more toilet paper than they could ever need. They buy canned food and water. Why do they do it? They fear being left without. Now, I can understand not wanting to run out of essentials, but we can easily go over the top. We can find ourselves hoarding what we do not need and could never use. Now, here's our text for today. It comes from Mark chapter 6, verse 32 to 36. So they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. But many who saw them leaving recognized them and ran on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. By this time, it was late in the day. So the disciples came to him. This is a remote place, they said, and it's already very late. Send the people away so that they can go to the surrounding countryside and villages and buy something themselves something to eat. Okay, by this time in Jesus' ministry, people were flocking to him. This created a number of problems. First, the disciples and Jesus had difficulty getting any time alone. People would hear where Jesus was and pass the word, and soon scores of people would show up. This became exhausting for the disciples and also for Jesus. At times, Jesus takes them out of the busyness for refreshment and prayer. This is a good reminder for us to withdraw from busyness in our lives and to seek time alone with God. But a second problem were just the daily needs of those people, in this case, food. The crowds were coming from everywhere, and often Jesus gathered with them, they, they gathered with him from quite a distance. Where would they get food? Now we're ta not talking about a few people, but a few thousand people. And there would be no way to provide provision for such a crowd. Or at least that's what we think. Now this week in our series called Beyond the Ordinary, we need to deal with our fear of not having enough. Our fear of scarcity. And how we must learn to depend on God. Jesus spoke about this on occasion. For example, he taught the crowds and his disciples one day, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. 
Is life not more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? That's Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 to 27. So Jesus says, don't worry about your life, but we do worry. We wonder if we will have enough resources to pay our bills or to make it through to retirement. We check our bank account and investment account balances. Our sense of well-being can become attached to having a certain amount in our accounts. And Jesus wants to change the way we think about the future. He wants to free us from worry. How's that going to happen? Well, in our text for today, we hear about Jesus' compassion for the crowd. He saw people, as he said, sheep without a shepherd. And here's why this is important. For sheep, it was the job of the shepherd to find them good and safe pasture land. For them to be well-fed and secure, he had to plan for their provision. This is why we are easily triggered by fear. When God created the first human beings, they knew God and enjoyed fellowship with God. They trusted that God would provide for them. They had not one worry in the world. I think our young children feel this way. When they're young, they have no idea how the lights are on in the house. They know nothing of power bills, and we see no sign of worry in them. They're dependent, and they know it, but they have nothing to worry about. And this is how the first people must have felt with the Lord. They had no concern that there would be food on the table tomorrow. But after sin came into the world, all of that changed. Now there was fear and worry, anxiety over food and clothing. Jesus told the people, your heavenly Father knows what you need. You don't need to worry about that, but we do. And consider how irrational that fear often is. Over decades, you've hardly missed a meal. God has provided for you. We live with such overabundance, yet we still worry. This is because we have missed the love of our Heavenly Father. We have felt that it all depends on us, despite that, the fact that we cannot ensure our future. Only God can do that. You see, this miracle of Jesus is meant to encourage and help us to see the love of Jesus, his compassion for us, and the power of Jesus and his provision for us. How can we drive out our fears? We can't. Only God can do that as we come to know and enjoy him, to trust him, and to walk with him. Let's pray. Father, forgive us for doubting you and your love. We worry about so many things. Help us to give our anxieties to you because we know that you care for us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.